passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. It is Sunday, January 9th in the morning. Special morning time emergency podcast. Probably shouldn't laugh about it because somebody got fired. Vic Fangio out as Denver Broncos head coach before the main slate of Week 18 action kicks off to break down Fangio's firing and to look at... um, possible candidates what happens next for Fangio etc cetera, etc cetera. joining me is John Breach Breach what's up buddy yeah there's no Black Monday anymore Brinson now it's Black Sunday man this is and- disrespectful of the Broncos to fire him like before Sunday's action well but. and the NFL coming out with these Saturday games for the first time in 15 years which means we're getting Sunday morning you know there's gonna be Friday games in week 18 and then we're gonna have firings on Saturday it's gonna get out of hand it's already out of hand I've always been in the camp of I love more football, and I do love more football. I don't need Saturday games in Week 18. I don't need two Saturday games in Week 18, and I don't need uh, the loser of one of the Saturday games firing their coach on Sunday in Week 18. Um, Vic Fangio, just three years in Denver, did not make the playoffs, was asked on uh, Saturday night after he was um, after he lost to the Chiefs, and said, it was asked, like, what's the difference? Uh, how come the Broncos aren't able to uh, compete with the the rest of the division, the Raiders, the Chargers, and, uh, of course, the Chiefs? And he's like, I think it's pretty obvious three of those teams have a good quarterback, which is sort of throwing shade on Drew Locke, I guess. But maybe no, you're, you're throwing the front office under the bus by yeah, saying, exactly. hey, if someone would exactly. get me a good quarterback, uh, we, we would be a good team. Uh, 19 and 30 in his three years. That's not great. Seven and nine, five and 11 and seven and 10 Two last place finishes in fourth uh, in the AFC West over the last two years in 2020 and 2021. Um, look, I would say that Vic Fangio, I don't know. They got a raw deal. There's lots of things that he's done that make him like, I didn't, I didn't think he was necessarily a great coach, but he, he didn't have a quarterback. He is in a difficult division. The defense always played well, and he had this team like in competition with the you know for the for a wild card spot at various points over his three years. Um, they've always been he's always had very good defenses, but I'm not really shocked that the Broncos are firing him here. They did the Broncos brought in uh, George Payton this past offseason as the new GM. John Elway took a different job in the uh, front office, and so Elway had hired Vic Fangio. Payton was brought in and decided to keep Fangio for one more year. I actually think it's a smart, smart move by a GM to do that. If you come in and if you come in, like whoever the GM is for the Giants, you have to come in knowing that you can fire the, the old guy after one year if you want to. Like I, I would rather do a full year evaluation, I think, unless there's a candidate you love out there and then move on, then just come in and clear house and, and all of a sudden there's pressure on your new candidate. So um I yeah, I don't I don't have a problem with it. And his final act, of course, breach. 
kicking a field goal down seven points to the Kansas City Chiefs with nothing to play for. Yeah, that's really funny. I'm glad you just mentioned that, Brenton, because it was like it was, it was like Vic Fangio fired himself by making that decision where if the Broncos were on the fence, you know, because all week we heard they may let Fangio go. There was no it didn't seem like they had 100 percent made the decision. And uh, George Payton's probably sitting down watching that game thinking there's no way he's kicking the field goal here. There's there's four minutes and 37 seconds left. We're down by a touchdown. We cannot give the ball back to Patrick Mahomes. And a field goal doesn't help us at all. And uh, if you did not watch this game, the Broncos had a fourth and nine from the Chiefs 13 with 430 left in the game. They were trailing 28 to 21. And Fangio called for a field goal. The Chiefs got the ball back, ran out the clock. Denver never saw it again. And that's exactly what I, you would think would happen with Mahomes. So you have to do it. But Prince, I do agree with you that. It ironically, does, though, the breach that the, uh, the analytics said that kicking the field goal was a smart play there. I mean, it just goes to show you that analytics. As uh, well, as we've all noted are stupid. Analytics. Air yards? What are air yards? Analytics doesn't tell you whether the guy getting the ball back is Patrick Mahomes or whether it's Zach Wilson. You know, I think, huge... I think it does. I think it. I think it does. But no, it doesn't. It doesn't it's, tell you. It's, it's the raw it's, percentages. The raw percentages just tell you what how it improves your chances of win the game. It doesn't take into account whether you're playing the guy who might be trying to round out the clock. No, is it, does. it doesn't. What, what are you talking about? I'm talking about. We're not, we're not going to have this conversation right now. We'll we'll get Ben Baldwin on the show in the off season and ask him whether or not he inputs power ratings into like inputs basic power ratings for NFL teams into his analytics because I'm guessing that he does. But at any rate, I digress. Go ahead. So I do agree with you though that uh, Banjo absolutely <laughs> got a raw deal. I don't have a problem with them getting rid of him because of decisions like that. There's you know conservative coaching is going to hold you back, and so. Uh, you know, you want somebody who's going to be a little bit more aggressive, but man, Fangio had it rough. As he said, he didn't have a quarterback and he wasn't in charge of bringing in his own quarterback. He had zero say in that decision. So he's got to play the cards that are dealt. And he did a good job of that. I mean, and you really look at, he had them in the playoff hunt this year. You look at three of the final four games that they played this season, ended on a four game losing streak. But three of their final four losses were all by five points or less to teams that could all make the playoffs. They lost to the mm-hmm. Bengals by five. They lost to the Raiders by four. They lost to the Chiefs by four. And it, the Chiefs game, I mean, they win that it, probably if Melvin Gordon doesn't fumble it. And, They're marching and, down the field to win the game to not to like ruin the Chiefs' chances at the number one seed. And Melvin Ingram smacks Melvin Gordon and. Yada yada yada. Well, not even win the game to ice the game because they were already they were up twenty one to twenty to to to, to uh, seal the game. Right, right, and seal so the deal, and that and that's on Vic Fangio that the Broncos were out there shutting down the Chiefs' offense. It, you know, it's not, he what can he do? You can't get on the field and force Melvin Gordon not to fumble. Do um do the does does Vic Fangio get fired if they win that game? I I don't think he does. And wow, so I I think like I do think they were on the fence and that losing and that dumb field goal that's like the final straw like i think they were leaning towards firing him and maybe like we, we're we're probably gonna fire him but if they go out there and they play their asses off for vic and drew lock looks decent and right you know, they beat the chiefs and show and, and you're right like you look at the schedule by the way the uh the pythagorean theorem uh which is point score it's basically your your point differential uh can show you whether like how many wins a team is supposed to have this is a nine and eight win team a nine nine win team, eight point nine win team. Essentially, their point differential says that this team should have gone nine and eight, which would have them. I mean, I guess they wouldn't be in the playoffs, but they would be 
you know, like they would be right there. Like the, you know, the point being is like, this is not that terrible of a team. And depending on who the Broncos hire, it is perfectly reasonable. And depending on what they do at the quarterback position, it is perfectly reasonable to suggest that this team could, you know, be like the 49ers when they hired Harbaugh, where all of a sudden it's like the breakout team that surprises everybody in 2022. Um, they, their other loss, they, they won their, what a weird team. They won their first three games, uh, Giants, Jaguars, Jets, sort of like the Panthers, lost their next four, Ravens, Steelers, Raiders, Browns, won the next, two, won three of the next four, and five of the next, or uh, four of the next six, and then went on a four game losing streak to close the season. I mean, the, the bottom line is you, you lose. You know, you you win thirty eight percent, thirty nine percent of your games, and you're probably getting fired. And I do think the interesting part was, you know, you look back, uh, their first game in November, they played the Cowboys, and they went to Dallas, and they destroyed them. You remember that game? They were up like thirty to nothing. Everybody looking, like, look at their TV. Is that scoreboard right? Is that, is that a typo? What's going on here? And that made their record five and four. So at that point. It was, hey, the Broncos are just past midseason. They're above 500. They just destroyed one of the best teams in the NFC. This team maybe can compete for a playoff spot down the stretch. And then, you know, obviously they don't compete for a playoff spot down the stretch. And I think the way they ended the season with four straight losses, that's where, you know, you're in a playoff chase. You think you guys, you want them playing tough for you. And obviously they are because three of these four losses were close. But you can't end the season like that when you're on the hot seat. You lose four straight games end the season when you're on the hot seat, you're losing your job. Yeah, and I think one other – I think it's worth noting that this job, while attractive from a – in a vacuum with the roster that they have, the defensive players that they have, the, the potential, if you will, to mm-hmm. snare a quarterback and to maybe you become the breakout team, as, as I mentioned, there is a bit of a downside. And it you, you see it in this stretch to close out the season. They win one of their final uh, six games. Two of those games against the Kansas City Chiefs. One against the, and, and and they beat the Chargers once in after the bye, obviously. But you know they have to play the Chargers after the you know down the stretch. You have to play the Raiders down the stretch, and then maybe the Raiders will be different in a little bit. You know, like we'll see what happens with the Raiders. My point being is the AFC West. If you take a job in the AFC West as the one team that doesn't have a good quarterback. You are running the risk of having to deal, of having to get fired after a couple of years because you don't make the playoffs. If you don't make the playoffs in three years as an NFL head coach, unless you know you're taking over a job where the expect, you know, the there, I mean, Zach Taylor was going to get fired probably if the Bengals win five games this year, right? I mean, it wouldn't have been surprising, right? And and so Zach Taylor could have been uh, Vic Fangio, except Zach Taylor you know, managed to win a bunch of games and make the playoffs. If you don't make the playoffs in your first, in three years as an NFL head coach teams are going to want to move on. And particularly if you're a guy like Vic Fangio, who, you know, as you can see, not very good on offense ever. I mean, the 11th ranked defense, no surprise. He's been a great defensive coordinator, but they stink on offense. And, you know, he was never people. uh, You had Broncos fans greatly dislike the things that Vic Fangio did in terms of calling offense, in terms of hiring offensive coordinators, Pat Shermer, he brought in people thought maybe Shermer could uh, be the guy to, to help take him over the top. You know, look, the Vic Fangio needed to get the Packers job, you know, like he needed to get the, and that sounds sort of simplistic, I guess, but like he needed to be the guy who was hired by green Bay. It's like, Hey, Aaron, do what you want on offense. I'm going to go coach up this defense. 
I'm not saying like Matt LaFleur hadn't done a great job. He's like 39 and nine or whatever it is. But you're the, saying that would have been a better fit for him than a situation. Like the Broncos were good on defense already. You know, it's not hard to coach up the Broncos defense. What you needed was a, you needed, a, you needed, he, Vic Fangio needed a job where the offense was okay already. So, or, or, you know, he needed, he needed a Chargers job. Well, and that's the thing is that when you're when you're bread and butter, you're a defensive coach and you're stuck in a division with two of the six highest scoring teams in the NFL, the Chiefs and the Chargers, then the deck stacked against you. I mean, that is a, a tough thing to deal with. And to go back, you could, you know, you talking about how Fangio could have worked out better with the Green Bay or, or with maybe even with the New York Giants, even though they weren't hiring at the same time. But, uh, you know, that goes along with, you know, there was speculation that Tom Brady didn't want to go to the Chargers because. Uh, you're dealing with Patrick Mahomes. It's harder to win the division, you know, at, at least, you and know, he, by the way, he took the job knowing Patrick Mahomes was there. Right? right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. And so you, but that was uh, 2018 when he was hired, which was, you don't know how good Patrick Mahomes is yet. Oh, no, he, no, no. he was, his first year was 2019. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, he literally took the job after Patrick Mahomes threw 50 passing touchdowns and, and, and won a Super Bowl, thinking, <laughs> Hey, we no, no, he, no, he, he, they, uh, they didn't win the Super. They Bowl. lost in the they lost in the AFC title game in 2018. Everyone was did. well aware that that Andy Reid had a had a like. In fact, if you were picking up one time to to not take that job, it would have been 2019 when when you just seen Patrick Mahomes destroy the league and pile up 5,000 passing yards and 50 passing touchdowns. And so, yeah, and defense is your bread and butter. You're not going to slow down. And then now the Chargers have Justin Herbert. You don't want to be a defensive coordinator. And that I mean, maybe you do because you want the challenge, but. If you want to keep your job for a while, you don't want to be a, a defensive guy as a head coach being forced to slow down both of those guys because you have to play them twice a season, which is four out of your 17 games. That is a tough ask of anybody, especially when your offense can't win shootouts because they don't have a quarterback. So, uh, you know, maybe, <laughs> you know, we're saying Vic Banjo got a raw deal, but maybe this is not, he was not cut out the coach in the AFC West. And so it will be interesting to see what the Broncos do. Uh, because do you bring in an offensive coach or a defensive coach? You, you got to bring in an offensive coach because you're going to be in shootouts and you need someone who can uh, win shootouts, right? <laughs> yeah, smash that like button if you're watching on YouTube. I'm giggling because uh, uh, Brittany Dunn in the in the YouTube comments <laughs> caught a uh, caught a diva typo. I don't know if you saw this, but it was a uh, Vin Fangio was fired by the Broncos. For <laughs> that the sounds time. fitting. Like it just Vin <laughs> Fangio sounds very Italian. Vin Fangio. Vin yeah. Fangio wins 10 games with Denver, I think. Vin Fangio is a Super Bowl winning coach. He does not yeah. kick a field goal last night. No, no. Vin Fangio. We're going for two after the touchdown to go off at 12. Let's do it. I don't know. Why am I talking like Mark? The Broncos yeah. go undefeated with Vin Fangio. <laughs> That's right. That's right. The Broncos, Drew Locke is an MVP with Vin Fangio. Um, I would also point out that, yeah, we're saying like, yeah, you don't want to take that job. Vic Fangio has been a coach in the NFL for a really, 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 really long time. This is his first opportunity to get a head coaching job. If he got offered a job, a head coaching job, he was taking it. Right. Just like, you know, just like um, Mike Zimmer, who, by the way, could be an interesting name to watch for the Denver Broncos. Is Mike Zimmer on the list of potential head coaches? Mm -hmm. well, I'll tell you next.
The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Sorry, Anthony, for my terrible Italian accent. Or my, that terrible, was it? It sounded like you were being a half Mario brother, half Brinson. We play a lot of Mario brothers in the in the Brinson household. So okay, well, in your defense, then it was spectacular. Okay, it wasn't it wasn't a disparaging accent. It was really more like a Mario accent. Um, and he's he's Italian. The spaghetti. Uh, anyway, Mike Zimmer is. I think Mike Zimmer is interesting for the Broncos job, and not because not because he's the polar opposite of Vic Fangio, because he's basically Vic Fangio with uh, you know with the, with a better head coaching record, um, you know, grumpy old defensive core, you know, former defensive coordinator who never got any good looks as a head coach, finally got one, took it, um, you know, defense first loves kicking field goals, you know, happened to, you know, work with a GM who uh, was willing to pay Kirk cousins. But the reason why it could potentially make sense is George Payton comes, came from Minnesota and you saw him, they brought, and I, I don't know whether Payton and Mike Zimmer have a, have a good, you know, uh, relationship. If they do, and Mike Zimmer is in fact fired by the Vikings, as many people believe he will be, it, it would make a lot of sense that they hire him, even though he's sort of in the same mold. Um, I, I do think there's a history of Zimmer at least having a good offense with his Vikings teams, despite maybe the lack of a quarterback presence. So that might be the selling point if they have a good relationship. And again, I, I don't know if they do, but I mean, uh, Zimmer was there or uh, Zimmer and uh, Peyton were together for seven years. So it's, it's not like it was right. I mean, like if, if Peyton hates Mike Zimmer, somebody would have done something or Zimmer could have like uh, forced him out. Cause I think uh, Peyton was a, the uh, assistant general manager for a while. So, I mean, if Zimmer didn't like him, he could have made if it. They, known. Didn't, they didn't like each other. It would be really surprising for them to work together for seven years. Right. Like the, you would you would have heard some some chatter, some buzz about that, or you know, like Peyton's name wouldn't have come up as as uh, as often as it did as a possible um, you know head a GM candidate. But yeah, so, so he was in Minnesota from 2014 to 2020. Like like it, it is it is not unreasonable to think that they might like each other. And so do you do like do you think that that has legs, breach, or will Denver fans be too I, disgusted at the idea of another? Uh, head coach like that yeah i i don't think like because of the relationship between the general manager and zimmer 
you know, I, I don't hate the idea, but I don't, you can't go back to the same well twice. I mean, Mike Zimmer is the, a Vic Fangio clone. They get, they coach this. Oh, Vic similar, Fangio is a Mike Zimmer clone. My, yes. Yeah. Fangio is a Mike Zimmer clone. They have similar coaching styles that they just, they want to win by running the ball and playing defense. And you know, the Broncos have that perfect setup because they have Javante Williams. They have Melvin Gordon. They have, they, you don't need a quarterback. Of course, you know, Zimmer doesn't like Kirk cousins. Um, in case Keaton. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know that Broncos, I think Broncos, I, I think fans the Broncos fans would, would not be upset if Zimmer got hired. Yeah. They would be like, are you kidding me? You fired Vic Fangio to hire Vic Fangio senior. Right, right, right. Just keep Vic Fangio. So I, I do think, I feel like they're going to go either. And uh, Jason Lockenfora, you know, who reported on Saturday that Fangio was out, uh, said that one of the top candidates would probably be Dan Quinn. And that makes more sense to me because he's more of a, uh, modern he's coach he's basically not grumpy he's right is. right he's not grumpy he <laughs> understands how to coach in today's game uh not that Zimmer and Fangio don't but I think he is just overall you know like he's a guy who's going to pay attention to analytics which I think is what people want to see now uh and you know well, obviously he's we've seen what he's done in Dallas he absolutely turned around that defense and he's been to a Super Bowl yeah, and like Dan Quinn has success as an NFL head coach, and you heard it on the broadcast on Saturday night. The Monday Night Football guys were, which by the way, when the when that game ended, it was super weird because I, I first like for like five minutes, I was like, wait a minute, it's so late on Monday. I was like, oh my god, it's only like eleven thirty on Saturday. This is fantastic. Um, I got time to get in the scotch. Yeah. And a whiskey. This is a great question from Animal. Yeah, yeah, got into the whiskey. Great question from Animal Science TV. Is the why am I saying potential like that? Uh-huh, is the potential you. is the potential owner change in Denver going to make it hard to get a good coach? That's a really good question. So the way that so for those I mean, Pat Pat Bowen died, and there has been a ton of infighting amongst his heirs, his his uh. I, mean, I guess I think it's basically these kids are just fighting, and, and maybe there's a cousin or an aunt, an aunt in there. Um, it basically been fighting to figure out who is going to get the Broncos. I think that the NFL has probably gotten sick enough of it that they are just going to force the Bowen Family Trust to sell because they don't, they don't. Essentially, all these all these kids have been trying to show, like, hey, I'm worthy of running the Broncos. Except the NFL it doesn't operate like that. You know, it's it, it's not a you know, these these teams are technically you know family you know you can be a family owned business or whatever it is but the NFL will if it doesn't believe that the ownership group is acceptable they will not just allow I mean I, granted if you're the current owner you can do whatever you want basically forever see Dan Snyder but if you're you know if you die you're not you know your son and you're like if you don't have a if you don't have a, a transition plan in place the NFL will force the the trust to sell and I think that's probably what's going to happen with Denver which means. Yes, it will make it more difficult to land a good head coach. Uh, George Payton, you know, it, it's weird with Denver because they've been, you know, owned by the Bowen family for so long. You have John Elway is prominently involved. You know, you have a, a GM. and It's just a weird situation. I would guess that the transition for the ownership sale will take longer than it does to, um, to, to grab – a new head coach. So like, I don't know that this head coach will necessarily impact the owners. Like, I don't know that the ownership will necessarily impact this head coach. I do think that you would not be able to go get like, let's say for whatever reason, this is not happening just for whatever reason, Mike Tomlin like quits the Steelers. 
I don't think they're the Broncos. I don't think Mike Tomlin would go to the Broncos knowing that there could be a potential ownership change, which could lead to a GM change, which could, which could lead to a coaching change. Like Joe Ellis probably sticks around through the ownership change. The president and CEO could get, could get canned. So yeah, that, that, I mean, that all of that could impact it. Look at Carolina. Uh, what was the other recent sale? I mean, Carolina, you know, like Ron Rivera was never surviving that ownership change with David Tepper is my point. Yeah. And just to boil down everything Brinson just said about Broncos ownership, basically there was a lawsuit last summer. Uh, it got dismissed, but the, the, there are seven kids and they're all the, basically fighting about who should be running the team and the trust. Uh, Joe Ellis runs a tr trust. He's the de facto owner acting as the de facto owner because he makes the decisions um, has said that the trust is going to sell the team because these kids basically can't decide who's going to run it. So just, you know what, let's just sell. So I think we will probably see a Broncos sale at some point this summer. But as Brinson said, you know, the Broncos aren't going to be waiting until the summer to hire a head coach. Uh, and so I think if you're the head coach, you're not too, if you're a general manager, you might be worried about the ownership. But if you're the head coach, that's probably not something you're going to worry about because you're thinking as long as this GM's in place uh, and as long as my contract's fully guaranteed, which head coaching contracts are, you sign a five-year $50 million deal, you're getting that money no matter who right. owns the team. So you are fine with that. You are probably aware of it. Hey, there could be some, a, a few rough patches because new ownership, maybe, uh, you know, and not that, that Jeff Bezos is going to buy the team. And I'm just throw his name out there sure. because he is a rich, aggressive person. He might go in there and do what David Tepper did, sit, sit around for a year or two and say, yeah, none of this is working. We're blowing it up. We're starting over. I'm getting rid of the general manager. I'm getting rid of the head coach. I'm getting rid of everyone. And so if you get someone aggressive like that, then uh, maybe you're worried about that as a head coach, but you can't worry about that taking this job. So I think anyone that wants to be a head coach and wants the Broncos job will take it regardless of how they feel about who might end up owning the team. Yeah, the, the, um, that's correct. Especially if, as we would anticipate, you have a GM already in place. So, like, look, I mean, it's the same thing with the Giants, right? You're trying to hire, except inverse, you're trying to hire a GM, but your head coach is likely going to be there in Joe Judge. It just, it greatly reduces the number of candidates available to you when you have someone in one of those positions. You know, you already have, like, George Payton is, is the GM. You know, you're not a coach coming in. Like, I don't know that somebody asked, uh, Brittany asked in the chat, does Harbaugh leave? Hardball. I like hardball. Oh, wait, did Brittany make a typo after mocking Debo? Oh, no. Toss it off on the screen. Get your revenge, Debo. Does hardball leave Michigan for Denver? Vin hardball uh, bouncing out of Michigan. The um, So I don't know that hardball. I, I think I, I really think that the, your your situation matters as a coach. With this Denver job, for instance, like, I don't know that John Har or Jim Harbaugh, John Harbaugh, I don't know that Jim Harbaugh leaves Michigan, his alma mater, where he just went to the college football playoff for Denver, knowing that there's already a GM in place that he has to work for and knowing that there could be an ownership change, even though it, like, he has the cachet to, uh, to exist without, you know, to exist through an ownership change, I believe, because of his, his, his name value and if he's winning, but like, I, I just think you're more likely to get a head coach who is really enthusiastic about getting a first job, right? You know, like, like, like a Vic Fangio basically. Right. Or I mean, even a Dan Quinn who, if he wants to be a head coach again, because he's thinking, Hey, look, uh, this DC stuff was fun, but I, I'm better as a head coach. I've proved that. And I think the other thing with Harbaugh is that there's potentially going to be two more enticing jobs. And that's the Raiders 
where he got his coaching start. And so, and he knows Mark Davis will give him whatever power he wants. He doesn't right, have right. exactly. That's the polar opposite. Right. You can basically come in and say, I want, I want Mayock out. I want a 10 year deal like Gruden got. And, 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 and Mark Davis is not selling that team anytime soon. Right. And then the bears, if that comes open, I think Harbaugh would be very interested in because he was, uh, Start his uh, his career there, so I, I I don't think that the Broncos would be one of the jobs that Jim Harbaugh would look into. Yeah, I would I would not think Jim Harbaugh is a is a Broncos guy, but I mean weirder things have happened that they gave him total control. Uh, some names that we can throw out for the Broncos job, I think we can safely eliminate uh, the the for you know, we put him on a list for like ten years now. Jo- uh, Josh McDaniels feels like we can eliminate him from Broncos consideration. For the first time ever, he is not a candidate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we Josh McDaniels famously fired by the Denver Broncos mid-season in his second year after drafting Tim Tebow. Drafting um, Tim Tebow. For the world. Uh, any other names that stand out for you? For You know, I, I think an interesting one, and he already got interviewed by Jacksonville, would be Doug Peterson. Look, if you got a Super Bowl-winning coach out there, you got to at least talk to him. And, and Doug Peterson's offensive-minded. Uh, he'll bring in a smart defensive coach. So uh, he is somebody I would – if I have a coaching opening, I am talking to Doug Peterson – uh, and then there's also, you know, the obvious offensive candidates that we always talk about. Brian Dable, Byron Leftwich, Eric Bieniemy. Um, I don't know, you know, would Bieniemy leave for uh, a division rival? It's kind of what I guess Brian Flores did when he was the the Patriots de facto defensive coordinator, even though no one technically had that title. Uh, and then went to the Dolphins, but you just don't see it that often. Um, so I think Bieniemy would be an interesting hire, although I think the Chiefs offensive struggles this year have kind of... Uh, you know, he's not the hottest candidate going into this offseason like he was the past two years. Um, and then obviously left, which, but yeah, I, I it's going to be interesting because this is a team. You don't know if they're going to go with a defensive guy or an offensive guy. And, and so that leaves it wide open. The door is wide open for anyone to just kind of jump in and take this job. By the way, so this is a random emergency podcast. I didn't, I didn't give Brittany her dunk. I should have given her a dunk when she missed back. <laughs> Muscle and there is complete elation. There you go, Brittany. You got dunked on. Um, <laughs> who day? She was. She was. She requested a Bengals dunk. Uh, yeah, I think. I think offensive-minded head coach is probably the direction that the Broncos go. And Dan, look, Dan Quinn would make sense. I would not have a problem with Dan Quinn. It's just like what uh, if you, you either go offensive-minded head coach or you go with, and this is how you really should do it always. A guy who has a plan, right? Um, you go with. A defensive guy like a Dan Quinn can come in and say, "Here, I'm hot." You know, when Dan Quinn went to the Falcons, who did he hire on offense? Kyle Shanahan. You know, if you've got a defensive guy like a Dan, Dan Quinn comes in and says, "I'm going to hire this guy as my offensive coordinator." He like Kellen Moore is coming with me as my offensive coordinator. You know, where do I sign if I'm the Broncos? Um, so you know, that's not going to happen. Kellen Moore's you know, probably going to get his own job. Draw uh, Mayo. And everybody's misspelling everything today. Gerard Mayo only has one R. Uh, Mike, somewhat, Mike Kenny put up Doug Peterson. It's Doug P. Derson, T-D. Um, <laughs> you guys do this on purpose to us? What is it this guy Vin, is drunk. If Vin Fangio got Vin, fired, then all of these are legit. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I assume they're all joking with us, but who the hell knows? Um, anyway, yeah, I, I would. I think your list is good. I think offensive-minded guys, um, probably a, a like an offensive coordinator type or – a retread uh, offensive guy, like a Doug Yeah, Peterson. and Mayo's, a, a, you know, he's a position coach in New England, so I don't think he, that would be a huge leap for him to go from position coach to 
head coach. So I don't think, and maybe Belichick will give him more responsibility next season or two, and that will make him a head coaching candidate. I don't think we'll see him uh, this offseason. And we've also seen the Broncos fail hiring a Bill Belichick coaching tree guy in Josh McDaniel. So maybe, like, I, I think this Denver job, because of, maybe if, if no one is interested, like if Doug Peterson and Dan Quinn aren't interested because of the ownership stuff, because there's a GM already in place, then maybe you see them forced into the position coach role, you know, hiring somebody outside the box. That's, that's sort of how that happens. If the search goes on for a lengthy amount of time, then it, it will drastically open the number of candidates that they will be interested in probably out of necessity an unfortunate necessity for the Denver Broncos. And right. I think one crazy thing, though, is that now we have half this division possibly looking for a head coach unless the Raiders stick with their interim coach, which maybe they do. If you win the Sunday night and then wins a playoff game, maybe, you know, you can't Would be first, the job. First, coach, first head coach fired after making the playoffs since... Uh, Mike Malarkey. With That's the right, Breach. Uh, okay. In Nashville. Um, okay. Uh, any other thoughts on the Denver Broncos head coaching position? Uh, sorry, Vic. Oh, 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 well, you're oh. going to mention where Vic might land up. Vic Fangio. Yes. You know, if Dan Quinn takes the Broncos job, maybe Vic goes to Dallas. Oh I, my God, I thought you were going to say maybe he hires Vic Fangio. This is DC. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he'll do that. No, maybe um, he replaces, uh, Fangio in Dallas. I think that would be interesting. Coached against Vic Fangio for a long time, uh, when he was in green Bay and Vic Fangio was in Chicago. So certainly some familiarity there. That would make a lot of sense. Fan Look, Fangio will 100% have a defensive coordinator job next year. Like he is such a good defensive coordinator that there he's the type of guy that you fire your defensive coordinator to hire Vic Fangio. Yes. Um, yeah. Oh, actually, you know where, um, you know, oh, let's see. Uh, you know where he might end up? Where? This is actually a sneaky one. Los Angeles chargers. I like it. You know, his Brandon Staley is his mentor is Vic Fangio. Like he followed Vic Fangio around and like basically runs a Vic Fangio defense. I would, I mean, Ronaldo Hill has done a good job and I don't think that Brandon Staley would want to rock the boat, but I think if given his druthers, especially if the Chargers miss the playoffs and like the Raiders toss up 30 on them, I would, I would, I would almost guarantee that Vic Fangio comes to uh, the Chargers and he would, he would get two revenge games against Denver a year. Right. And you have a loaded defense with Joey Bosa, Derwin James, except and you know you talk about you know Brandon Staley is a defensive guy too, so he probably thought, hey, I can keep my hands on the defense, uh, and he probably realized how hard it is this year to run an NFL team uh, and and try and be pay attention to what's going on on both sides of the ball. And you know the Chargers defense hasn't been great this year. We've seen them just get run on, and so if you bring in someone like Vic Bangio, who just has been so good as a defensive coordinator. I don't think that that's crazy. You get that, that revenge angle, Brinson. I love it. I, so, I, I, you know, if the Chargers call him, I'm sure he would definitely pick up the phone. Um, I, I don't, I'm not going to do it now because it would be just impossible. But the, I believe the Athletic and uh, the LA Times both profiled Fangio. Fangio hired Brandon Staley to be his outside linebackers coach in Chicago. And Staley, before the season, talked at length about how Fangio helped him really like learn and develop, you know, his defensive tendencies. And so that would be a, uh, that would be a prime landing spot. Yeah. And that was, and, and not did, not only did Vic Fangio hire him as uh, what the linebackers coach in Chicago, yeah. but he hired him from a division three college. This yes. is someone John saying, Carroll. John seeing, Carroll yes, seeing like this prodigy and saying, yeah, I think this guy could make it from the D three. I think he can make the jump to the NFL, which is a huge jump. 
And he did it and it worked. Now Staley's a head coach. And that's Staley's like, you know what? I'm gonna pay my buddy back because he's smart, brilliant. Well, I just think Staley's like, I can like if there's there's a trump card here where I can get the best defensive can defensive coordinator candidate in there. Um, and so yeah, I mean, obviously you don't wouldn't want to fire somebody that you, you know, hired as your DC, but if it a chance to get Vic Fangio and maybe and then all of a sudden you're cooking with gas on the defensive side of the ball, uh, would be intriguing for the Chargers. Vic Fangio will definitely have a job somewhere next year. We will definitely be back. For another emergency podcast, almost, almost definitely, uh, when somebody else is fired, you see a lot of us this week. You see a lot of us this week. I'd be like, I'd be like seeing us with John Breach. I'm Will Brinson. I actually call myself Will Brinson. What the hell is happening around here? We're falling apart. I'm, 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 I'm Vic Benson. Will be uh, Rinson <laughs> for 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 Vin for Vin Breach and Vic <laughs> Brinson. This is the Big Six Podcast. See you guys later. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. Gather your besties. We are very exclusive. And get ready. Mom, go make snacks. For sure, Regina. Yeah. For the movie that hits like a bus in a good way. No one dies. Mean Girls. Made it PG 13. Now streaming on Paramount Plus.